Blog Talk Radio. You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. All right, welcome back to another broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. Alan and Donna Smith here as your humble host. Today is Thursday, November 21st, 2013. One week to go for the big turkey day. Appreciate everyone tuning in this evening, be it live or later through the archive show. Thanks for listening. We are back for another round of open forum where we just let the conversation flow wherever we or you, the caller, lead. So all topics related to trucking and the professional truck driver, of course, is what we discuss. So Donna, another round of trucker talk. Uh, You all ready in there? Oh, I'm ready. And I just want to make an announcement that for those who we're anticipating tonight's um, solutions to Obamacare. Uh, we have posted that that has been rescheduled for December 5th. And um, we're just waiting for the end of the month. There was so many changes going on uh, between the website not working and we want to be able to give everybody uh, a complete up-to-date um, announcements from the White House, from whatever you know, the most up-to-date information could be. So we've we've uh, rescheduled that for December 5th, 7 p.m. Um, that would be with Tom Smith of the Healthy Trucking Association and Mark Ballard, Mark Ballard um, with Ballard Insurance Agency. Um, so I just wanted to get that in because I was afraid a few people tonight were thinking we were having the Obamacare and what to do about it and all the problems associated. But we'll have all the solutions on the 5th. All right. Our call-in number, if you'd like to be a part of the program, 347-826-9170. Our show this evening, Trucker Talk Open Forum, coming up on Truth About Trucking Live. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. 
Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here from Truth About Trucking Live and AskTheTrucker.com and I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group and with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up to date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operations. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. Their online special for drivers and owner-operators is offering a yearly consulting service for only $99. So for $99 a year, you have access to online compliance chat, free telephone consultations up to 15 minutes per call, data queue filings, and you'll be able to keep up with the ever-changing regulations with an expert, not the guy or gal in the truck next to you. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email Email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting, information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. We are just getting started for our open forum, which seems to be quite popular. Whatever trucking topic comes up, that is what we talk about. We just let it flow and see where the road will lead us. So uh, <clears throat> listeners on the line, appreciate you tuning in. Illinois, Missouri, Colorado, Ohio, Arkansas, Texas, California, Massachusetts, just to name a few. Hey, Donna, there's Arkansas, my home, my birth state. Yeah. Hey, I have a little announcement, kind of exciting. I want to congratulate somebody tonight. Um, on Facebook, in the group, Safety Net for Truckers, there was a, uh, a certificate of completion awarded to Joseph William Wilson. I'm sorry, Joseph Wilson. And it was from Celadon, and he did get his certificate for completing the, uh, trainer training. So that's posted on the Safety Net for Truckers. We just want to give a big shout-out to Joseph and say congratulations uh, for your completion of that course. 
All right. Well, good. Well, Donna, we already have hands up, ready to roll. You just want, we just want to jump in there? Let's jump. Let's <laughs> jump. We'll take them in the order that they came. We'll go to uh, Illinois, area code 618. Welcome to the show. Hello, Alan, Donna. It's me, Shelly. How are you guys doing? Hey, Shelly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so what's Alan. on your mind tonight? Oh, not a whole lot. I'm happy to. I'm happy, actually, uh, completely enthralled. Since I spoke to you last night, um, I actually received a call from my previous shipper, where apparently the uh, wallet gremlins had ripped open my wallet and dumped everything out at, at a shipper, and I couldn't find any of my stuff there. Well, I got a call today that they have what you know most of the stuff there, and they're going to send it to me. So, oh, my that's God, that's so great. Oh, yeah, because there's nothing more vulnerable for a driver than being out there and not having your license, money, credit cards, any of that stuff. You, I mean, you'd rather run around without any clothes on than not have your license on you. Well, well, so how did, how did you lose it? What happened? Uh, I have a very old, decrepit cigarette case slash wallet. That's the extent okay. of my purse. I'm not a girly girl. I don't carry a purse. And, uh, you know, it's it's getting a little decrepit in the front pouch that uh, was mainly of plastic, and it started cracking apart, and I knew it was getting bad. And apparently it just finally gave way, and all that stuff, you know, uh, all those cards and funds dropped out, and I didn't even notice it. Uh, oh, my God. To go get some lunch after I finally got loaded and actually turned around and went back to my shipper and searched the ground everywhere I got out of the truck at uh, and could not find it. So, of course, like any driver, I was distraught, ripped my, my hair out, calling every place that I'd ever stopped that day. And with no success, um, had to notify the company, look, we're, you know, we don't have a license, we don't have nothing and fortunately, I do have an image of my license on my iPad, which I highly recommend everybody to do. Have a photocopy, or if you have a smart device, take a picture of your license. In case you're in yeah. a predicament like this, you can, you know, even though most places it's not legal, but most places will kind of overlook it and say, okay, you're, you're getting it taken care of, fine. Go on down the road. Be happy. So, well, now, how long ago did this happen? Uh, actually, two days ago. <laughs> oh, okay. And so you were still out on the road, and you just kind of been running, running like that, huh? Right, right. Yeah, I uh, influenced the company to get me to St. Louis, Missouri, and currently I'm at my mom and dad's house, and uh, the truck's parked down the road, and we. You know, I actually went to the license bureau today and got the, you know, sent off for a replacement license. Uh, and we were eating breakfast after I got all this stuff taken care of, and I got a call from my company because I had my company ID in there. And uh, yeah. Yeah. so good thing, the though. State, right. He followed up by calling the trucking company, and the trucking company put him on hold, contacted me. Uh, at least they were gracious enough not to give that guy my phone number, which is really cool of them. And then connected us, and he let me know that he had all this information and would send it to him. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care if you're married. I love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, did it did it uh, still have your license, or did they tell you? Yeah. Did, did they tell that, you the? Uh, 
he said he had my license and several other cards. Now that, you know, of wow. course, sounds like cash is not there and everything else. But you know what? At this point, I don't give a fart. I, you know, my Twit card was there, all that important stuff that, you know, enables me to make money and run legally up and down the road. That's more important than the cash. Yeah, well, you're lucky they didn't get your credit cards and they have to worry about ID theft and all that good stuff, which you may still have to. I don't know. But at least, uh, like you said, the TWIC and license, that's the big stuff. Oh, yeah, and and the credit cards were in there too. But as soon as I discovered that it was lost, I contacted my bank and put a temporary stop on my card. And then, you know, of course, looked around for it and then contacted the bank back and said, okay, order a new card, shut that one down so nobody can charge anything. So I was on the ball literally within minutes of it being gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a terrible feeling, but I'm I'm, I'm surprised that it turned up because, man, usually when it's gone, it's gone. So that's that's a good deal. Yeah, that is good. I'm glad. I'm happy for you, Shelly. Yep. So, you know, occasionally some good things do happen, and not all of our shippers are out to chew our backs. But... Um, and we got some great news. Uh, we just put up a new photo on the Cat Cards for Kids program. Uh, another uh, delivery, well, we we made another contribution to uh, uh, St. Duke's Hospital, Children's Hospital in North Carolina uh, of the Cat Scale Cards. And if nobody's familiar with the Cat Cards for Kids program, it's an unofficial program that basically it's looking for the contribution of the CAT scale cards that drivers receive in their scale tickets when they weigh out at an official CAT scale. Um, this is a program that a driver can contribute without spending any extra money. And in these days and times when we're rubbing nickels together and hoping they breed, this is something really great in my mind. Uh, these kids, their eyes just immediately light up when they receive these cards, and they get to interact with the trucker at the same time. So I, I, it's just an awesome thing. Uh, we appreciate, you know, Dukes, you know, letting us come in and interact with the children. Um, and if you, anybody, you know, if you have any questions about the program, i am be glad to tell you about it. Yeah, is there a website for it? Well, we're currently on Facebook, and they can look us up at Cat Spelling It Out Fully. There, it was, you know, there's another page that we actually started up accidentally <laughs> that has the number four. We're actually the completely spelled out. And uh, I'll post it in the chat room too. Right, and we do have an email, and that is catcards number four kids at yahoo.com. Um, and I'm put all that in there. Right. Um, and I'm having problems actually getting into the chat room on the Blog Talk Radio tonight. So I don't know what if it's my system that I'm using. But you know, I, people have been having a, a tough time getting in there. I'm in there. Let's see. Um, Deborah Miller's in there. Carrie, uh, Alan, Moss 07. Uh, I mean, but usually we have a lot more, and we've gotten feedback that people are having a rough time getting in. So I'm not really sure uh, what the problem is with the chat room. So um, sometimes I, they come in early, or you know, and sometimes just refreshing the page will work. But oh, okay, yeah, know, try refreshing uh, it. That's Blog Talk Radio, so I don't know. There's several in there, so some are making it in there. But that sounds like a great program, Shelley. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and yeah, I, you know, we appreciate we these, you know, we've got trucking companies that are now collecting these from their payroll department since a lot of drivers turn in their cat scale car uh cat scales receipts for reimbursement mm-hmm. and they and they don't take those cards out. So, trucking companies are now pulling those out and sending them in. And if anybody is interested in sending what they have or their duplicates, because we do, we are aware that some people do collect these for their grandchildren or their children or, you know, the Trucker Buddy program, they, they save those for them. Um, but they can send them to Cat Cards for Kids, and the address is 4460-POND. Road, Burlington, North Carolina, 27215. And if anybody has any questions or wants to speak with a representative from the Cat Cards for Kids program, uh, we have a phone number that they can contact somebody at. Okay. Did you want to give that out? or? Sure. Yeah, that's great. 618-971-3982, and somebody is available pretty much 24-7 to get, uh, help them with their questions or concerns. And tell me, how do the kids, what, what exactly, I mean, what is the experience that you've had with the children with the cat cards? Well, you know, the children are, you know, they're they're laid up. Most of our cards go to the inpatient children in children's hospitals and pediatric units. And the kids are overjoyed. One, it's something very unique. Uh, they get to see images of trucks. And then on the backs of these cards, there's a brief, you know, outline about the trucker and of the truck itself. And I don't know of any child uh, that, you know, they're fascinated with them, and they mm-hmm. light up because it's not—it's not the same old thing. It's not a gadget toy. It's something simple, and they get so much joy out of that. And we've been told by the nurses' station when we leave the extras with them, they literally have to rational to the children wow. that come in because they're gone in a heartbeat, and then within a week they're completely distributed through the hospital. They trade them with each other. They trade them with staff. You know, They are everywhere, and the children really look forward to getting a new batch. Mm-hmm. So our supply is only as good as what our, uh, what our public will send us, and the kids will actually – they accept. They love anything collectible, whether it's the collectible cards, uh, the the John Deere cards, racing cards, of course baseball cards. But they really like these the truck cards and the tractor cards. You know, it reminds me of you know when you used to buy uh, baseball cards for the bubble gum inside, and you used your baseball cards. And they can't get them, so the only way they can get them, really, I mean, I don't know how else they could get them is if, unless people send them to them, right? I mean. Right, right, yeah. This, you know, because this is, you know, cat scale cards are, are not widely distributed except to the truck stops through the scale tickets. Um, now, Cat does have their uh, Super Truck series uh, available for purchase 
through their website, they can buy individual, you know, certain cards or certain sets. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's not widely distributed that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like okay. a child to walk to the store and go get a, you know, buy a package of these, you know, great collectible truck cards. So it, it, yeah, they are. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, they are cool. I used to collect them for a long, long time. I don't even know what happened to my collection, but they're laminated. They're real nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and you know, Cat Scale Cat does a great job with these cards, uh, and you know they. Uh, it's no longer of the you know twenty zillion uh, LED lights on the trucks and you know super fancy trucks. It's the everyday trucks that they're now you know showing off that drivers take the initiative to you know kind of for these images. And I'm just I'm I'm really grateful that Cat has done this. It's a way to you know kind of acknowledge what the driver does and what our our machinery is very unique when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, sounds good. Thanks for I uh, appreciate you sharing that with everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna um, the the number again. If if you you know need the address or anything like that, the easiest way to, what to do is to call their number, and it's six one eight nine seven one three nine eight two, and they'll give you the information on um, how you can send them in for these kids in the hospitals. It's a great program. Thanks, Shelley. No problem. Thank you for having me on, Alan and Donna. Oh, thank you. All right. Have a have a great evening. We'll go to um, we have Missouri, Texas, and Arkansas coming up here. So let's go to Missouri area code five seven three. Welcome to the show. Hello, Alan. Hello. Who's this? Hello? Missouri? Is this Alan? Yeah, this is Alan. Oh, hey, Alan. Welcome to the show. How are you this evening? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Hope your weather's better than mine. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, and we've had rain all day. Uh, Sunny blue skies, 82. Sorry to tell you that. (laughs) I'll I'll try to be there by tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're always welcome. What's going on? Well, I'd like to thank you for helping me over the years with the treadle valve problem and uh, uh, have you to know that uh, I'm uh, still going to try to uh, be an advocate for the treadle valve problem and and try to get this problem stopped so it will stop injuring all people on our roads and highways. Well, so, why don't you give... Um, Alan, for for everybody out there, Alan was a guest on our show, I don't know, a few months back, and it was regarding the um, uh, the treadle valve corrosion, which has caused accidents and all kinds of problems. We'll let we'll let uh, we'll let Alan d- describe to you his experience. He he's had quite an experience the last ten years. And he's he's actually agreed to come on and share the the defect, um, how it affected him, what happened to him, and the process he has gone through for the last ten years uh, for the the treadle. Matter of fact, I'm going to post um, Alan a post on Ask the Trucker for those in the chat room who want to read a little bit more about it. 
And I'm going to let you just, you know, go ahead and, and share with everybody this this really um, horrible experience you've gone through. So I don't know where you want to start, but you might want to start at the beginning. <laughs> okay. Well, I start January the 19th, 2004. It was the coldest day in the state of Missouri that there ever had been records of, of since the time that they'd been keeping weather. I had an accident where I came to a T intersection and the semi I was in wouldn't stop. The problem was due to the treadle valve locked up, the plunger in the treadle valve locked up. Caused the caused a young girl to lose her life because as I come through the, the stop sign, she hit the truck in the side. We both went into the ditch. My truck turned sideways, she went into a tree and lost her life. From that point on, it's what can happen to any driver or any person on the road due to this defective product. From that, now, from there, go yeah. ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. And and I just want to confirm that it is defective because they've had recalls um, on it. Uh, Bendix commercial vehicle system is recalling certain brake valves, and I'm reading this, treadle assemblies and or plunger kits sold as aftermarket replacement equipment and sold as installed as original equipment to various vehicle manufacturers. Yeah, it's not limited to just big rigs. I mean, it's buses and tour buses and things like that. The wing with the turtle valve, we've heard some of those buses that's crashed and Alan, it's been led back to this corrosive uh, treadle valve, just like just like you. Yes. But anyway, Here's go ahead. Next. So what? We, uh-huh. What happened next? Well, from that point on, at the scene, I asked the trooper to take me to the hospital so they could draw blood. And the reason for that is because I don't drink, I don't smoke, or anything like that, and that cleared me. But what what a driver gets into from that point, once you're into an accident, is then what can happen afterwards. Like me, the prosecutor of that county, which is Mississippi County, Missouri, charged me with vehicle or manslaughter. Mm. Okay. Um. Once I was, once I'm charged, or you're charged with that crime, you had you have two things that usually comes at you. One is the civil side that can come at you. Number two is the criminal side. The insurance of the truck usually handles the civil side, but the driver is responsible for his criminal side. So if you don't have any protection on you, and if something like Legal Shield or OOIDA or somebody like that to back you up, or unless you have a lawyer in your pocket, you're you're out there on your own. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many people have fifty or thirty thousand dollars in their back pocket to defend yourself, but I didn't have it at the time. Wow. Anyway, it from that point on, it took me three years, which was in two thousand and seven, to get it into the courtroom. But the first lawyer that I heard hired. He handled the civil side. When it come to the criminal side, me and him didn't quite understand each other, and he didn't understand trucking. The second attorney that I hired ended up being on drugs, 
didn't show up for a, for a hearing and three other hearings that he was supposed to show up for and lost his Missouri bar license. The third attorney I hired back in 2007 was a very good attorney who happens to be a judge today by the name of Mark Pryor. He's a judge out of Kennett, Missouri. At the time, this, this was three years later from the time the accident happened, the way he explained it to me, Alan, when you have a death involved in an accident, he said, usually the jurors will lean that away. The prosecutor mm-hmm. has offered you what they call a DPA, that if you do nothing wrong for three years, it will completely go away, and there will be nothing on your record whatsoever of this accident. Or we can go in front of a jury and, 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 and trial it out. He said, Alan, he said, you don't even have a speeding ticket. He says, I'm going to advise you to go ahead and do the DPA. He said, it keeps us from going to a jury trial. He said, and if you lose this jury trial, you can go to jail for 14 to 15 years. Yeah, I think that was good advice. The next thing was, he said, is that, you know, you've got to have 35 more hundred dollars. You done paid me thirty five. I got to have another thirty five to do a jury trial. You know, mm-hmm. at the at the time, you got to understand when I had that accident, you lose your way of making a living if you're a truck driver. So you got to find you another way of making a living. I was hauling. I also worked for a company out of Chicago hauling U.S. mail. You know, automatically you lose your job. Okay. You. And if you go try to get another job somewhere else, the first thing that's on that application, have you had a wreck in the last three to ten years? Well, as mm-hmm. soon as you put that down, they're not going to hire you. Right. Okay. After that, I signed the DPA. That was in 2007. In 2000, by this time, in 2010, I had done started a liquid feed company, and I'd moved up to St. Louis, Missouri, lived on the Illinois side. I was coming down Interstate 44 and got pulled over by a, a rowing DOT officer and had a vehicle inspection done. He gave me a ticket for one of my self-adjusting brake adjusters not being adjusted correctly, which was a $128 ticket. We paid the mm-hmm. ticket, not thinking, not thinking a thing about it. Because the officer didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't do nothing wrong. The self-adjusting brake adjusters were supposed to adjust herself. So what he had me to do is go to a parking lot, adjust the brakes adjusters up, go on my way. I paid the ticket. That was in March. In October of 2007, the police officers come to my door to arrest me. Well, me not doing anything wrong, I'm sitting here thinking, what did I do wrong? I came in, my girlfriend was crying, and she said that you have to leave. I said, why do I have to leave? She said, the law was here looking for you. I said, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't do anything wrong. She said, no, said it's over that wreck. I said, it can't be. That's almost over with. I said, I haven't done anything wrong. 
Well, what the problem was, due to me getting that ticket, that broke the DPA that I signed. Well, the, the one, they thought it broke it. They thought it broke that it, is, right? That is, that is correct. One of the wordings in the DPA is to obey all laws. Well, mm-hmm. the prosecutor took that as me getting that ticket. He could charge me again with that crime. He did that in 2010. Mm-hmm. In 2010, I became a fugitive from the law and started running from the law and to prove myself innocent and to save the people on the road. Because by this time, I had all this evidence that the defect, this part was being defected and had been defected since the 1970s, several times. Yep. Okay? And it wasn't like Alan Smith said, it wasn't only in trucks, it's in school buses. It's in coach buses, you know, it's in touring buses. It's in even in farm equipment where they use this E6 and E10 treadle valve. By this time, I start contacting reconstruction people, specialists, uh, professors at college. I didn't go on the run just, just, just to keep from going to jail. I went on the run mainly to prove myself innocent and to, and to stop people from dying. Because right. what you don't understand is if the reconstructionist at the wreck doesn't know what to look for, they'll never find really what caused the accident when this problem acts up. Because it can go back working correctly. Once discharged or being hit very hard, it can go back working correctly and the, and the driver will get charged with the accident. He can even go to jail or prison like I could have went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. During the three years that I was on the run, I, I had a lot of good friends like y'all helping me. I contacted mm-hmm. over 300 lawyers, and I finally got one lawyer that would sit down and help me out tremendous. His name was Charlie Wise. He's with the Brave and Cave firm out of St. Louis, Missouri. He would take my information. He would advise me the best he could of what I needed to do and how I could help stop this problem. Without him, I don't know where I'd be at today. I'd more than likely be in prison somewhere. So, Well, this is really amazing because it's... I mean, it's still going on. It wasn't too long ago. Um, oh, it's been been oh several months ago or so. The last one I heard of, anyway. But I think it was a, I think it was a school bus in Texas or something, if I remember right. Same thing, a wreck, big wreck. There was a, say, some fatalities and everything. But it turned out where they did they did pinpoint it to the treadle valve. So I mean. Uh, I mean, this is like a movie, Alan, you're going through, but it's still going on. It's still happening out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. And that's the reason I'm trying to get all the attention to it and to get all the government people I can to help me. you got to understand, when I was on the run, I would even go where my governor, the state of Missouri, was having a conference meeting trying to get close to him to tell him, hey, we've got a major problem here. Or go to where a congressman is having a speaking, you know, or he's going to go there to talk so I could get close to his people and to him so I could give him the information how dangerous this thing was on the road. Problem is, nobody wants to listen. 
Nope. Well, where's, I, I, so where, so where's it at? Where's it at now? I mean, who's involved? And and um, I mean, obviously you've gotten people to listen. I mean, where's where's it standing and, now? And obviously you're not in jail, so yeah, share so, that part with us. Yeah. So I I guess right. that was uh, that was taken care of. Yes. Let me finish. I'll finish the story here. In May of 2013, I was caught by a state patrolman over near Popper Bluff. I went to jail because it was an arrest warrant for man, vehicle or manslaughter against me. Wow. While I was in, while I was in jail, I, I first ended up in Butler County from that, from that facility to Mississippi County, Missouri, where the charge was originated from. I stayed from May until I believe it was August, the last of August in that jail. I was, uh, if you ever want to go to a county jail, that's not the one to go to. The food's no mm-hmm. good. <laughs> so you never get out like you're supposed to have a regular, you know, where you're supposed to get out every once in a while. The only time I got out is when I went to my court dates, and I'd get to ride into a van from one facility to another one for court. During that time, when I went to that facility, my daughter hired a lawyer to represent me. That lawyer tried to get me to plead out to a, a D felony instead of a C with time served in jail. I would not do that. Good. From that point, from there, I ended up with another real good attorney by the name of Amanda Altman, Toronto, Missouri. Mm-hmm. She was she she listened to my story. She contacted Charlie Wise. Mr. Wise sent information that he had been collecting all this time to prove that anybody who gets a ticket when it says obey all laws doesn't break the DPA. If you get Mm -hmm. bonded out, if if you've ever had to bond out for any reason, say you get a speeding ticket or anything, if you will read in there, it says obey all laws. But because you get another speeding ticket, don't mean you go to jail. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. And when I signed the DPA with Mark Pryor, the first thing I asked him when I said that and I read that, I said, listen, I'm not signing this because you could jaywalk or not turn a turn signal on or be speeding, and that would break that. He said, no. He said, before I signed the DPA, he said, that doesn't mean that. He says, what that means, if you go out and do another felony or you do a bank robbery or you have another accident like that, then that breaks the DPA. Doing a, a misdemeanor doesn't break it. But due to this prosecuting attorney wanting to, pre, wanting to be sure that I go to jail for that, he charged me with it. Mm-hmm. At the at the end of the story, the judge of Je- of Cape Girardeau County kicked it kicked it out of the court and said that I did not do anything wrong. Wow, so, that's that, that, that must have been some relief. Oh, it was. <laughs> I will <laughs> say, I had two very good lawyers and two very good women that stayed by me the whole time. Janice Pitchard and Tricia Neal, 
were, were... Oh, yeah, and I know both of them on Facebook. Yep. I, they did everything they could for me that was possible to keep up with what I was charged with, what was happening to me. Uh, I don't know what I'd done without them, really. They, they were excellent. Uh, uh, when everybody else left me, still there. Yep. And what, now, Tricia Neal, now, she's with some kind of legal shield, isn't she? That is correct. Ricky Gooch and Tricia Neal do legal shield. And I'm telling you, it, I've looked into the program myself. I guarantee you, I'm not going any anymore without it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and if I'd had a trucking lawyer on my side from the beginning, I'd have never had mm-hmm. to go through this problem. It's it's the problem of not having a lawyer that understands trucking, mm-hmm. because trucking trucking rules and the law rules are two different two different sides or two different programs, and they don't. It's hard to correspond them together. You know, and first of all, in a deal like mine, you have to get an attorney who believes in you and understands that this is a defective product. Mm-hmm. Because. Here, my problem was when I started, I could tell them, hey, I know this is a defective product. It didn't work like it was supposed to. you got to prove it. And, and here's well, if the he, deal. If, if, okay, go ahead. Then i got to get some other callers, but go ahead. Okay. You're going to have drivers out there that says I drove for 20 and 30 and 40 years, and it's never happened to me. Right, but right. I, I saw that on Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay, here's the deal. If you don't know the forensic side of this treadle valve, you don't know what you're talking about. Because I started driving right. in 1977, and it didn't happen to me till I was 43 years old. So I've mm-hmm. been out there. I've been out there as long as they have. I've drove. I've hauled everything from farm equipment to dozers to to takers to box trailers. I've, I've hauled it also. This is dangerous. This is a defective product. This is a product that has been defected since the 1970s that needs to be stopped now and redesigned because it will kill you. It will also kill people that will run over. And that's the thing, you know, because um, as Alan posted on one of those posts that somebody said something, um, you know, the Ford Pinto, I believe, you know, had that horrible gas tank problem. Well, not everybody blew up in the Pinto, but still it was defective and some people did. So it's not going to happen to every single, uh, you know, valve, but it, it, it is defective. And the um, NTEA has confirmed that. So Yeah, and it, it can happen at any time. That's, that, that's, that's the scary danger part of it, Alan. It can happen at any time. Well, here's the really scary, dangerous part. It's how many people that it's happened to that didn't know that was the actual cause. Let me yeah, give you yeah really, exactly. Here's and they're being blamed for something. That is correct. There was an accident last Sunday. The boys' brakes didn't work correctly. It, it, I won't tell you where it happened at, but anyway, it involved a school bus, and the driver of the school bus got killed. Well, I'm going to take this accident for an example. This guy says, hey, my brakes didn't work right. They, they just wouldn't stop me. Well, when they, when they reconstruct that truck, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that they will, they're going to go over the brakes and everything else. Well, if this thing's working correctly at that time, they're not going to find that problem. 
unless the reconstructionist knows to tear in there and what to look for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me specialists, it took me professors, it took me uh, reconstruction people and everything else before I figured out what was causing it. Here's the next thing. It has a lot to do with the temperature of the day and the moisture level of the day when this happens to cause the problem to stick. Not only that, but a lot of people don't know the maintenance to this is that every time you're all supposed to be changed in your truck, this valve is supposed to be serviced. Wow. Yeah, and now if if people wanted to get more involved in this, is there a website anywhere they can go, Alan, to to read more about it and, you know, see see what they can do if they want to get involved? Well, if they would come to my Facebook page, give out my number, have them contact me any way they can. I don't have a web page at this time. I will try to get one going this week with this. Uh, one thing you can do is go to Bendex if you have any treadle valve in your truck and look up their maintenance deal on it. Because here's the deal. All, all Bendex has to do is post it on their website of when you're supposed to service the maintenance. If you buy a brand-new truck, it will tell you in there, you have to see all manufacturer service and maintenance manual. Otherwise, it's your responsibility for every piece on that truck, whether it's a tire or a rim or a brake valve or whatever, for you to go in there and check what the maintenance is on it. They don't have to put it in their handbook. Okay. What is your, um, so everybody who's listening, what is your Facebook page? Uh, Alan Knight Runner. A L L A N. That is A L L A N. Alan Knight Runner on Facebook. Okay. Do you have a phone number that you wouldn't mind sharing? Yes, five seven three four seven five zero six one seven. Okay, right. I'm going to put that in the chat room. Do you mind saying it again? Five seven three four seven five zero six one seven. All right, Alan. Well, glad it's all worked out. And, boy, that was a long, long battle. So um, You let us know, you know, what else we can do to help with this. Um, hopefully this show will give it even more exposure along with your story. And, uh, you know, we'll get some more people to, to have this problem resolved. Yes. We do, we do have a uh, – a, uh, a, you can go to my Facebook page mm-hmm. and – I have a posting on there. The more people that I can get to sign it, that they're a petition, mm-hmm. you know, the more it would help yeah. to, to draw the attention. So when I go talk to this Congress people and the safety people and FMCSA, that, you know, it will give me more power to show them, hey, this is how many people that know this part is dangerous anymore and we wouldn't stop. Right, we've been sharing that for you, so we'll continue to yes. share that petition. All right, Good Alan, on. we'll appreciate it, and glad it all worked out for you finally. Thank you, and I thank for all your help that y'all have done over the last years. I, I uh, sure do appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. Oh. Well, thank you, and we'll continue. All right, well, that's quite a story. It's like the movie The Fugitive, but, uh, you know, according to Alan, uh, you know, we did a post on this on Ask the Trucker, too. You can pro- you can go to com and search for treadle valve, and you'll find it. But 
uh, Alan has told us uh, has told me that you know if the treadle valve sticks in the up position, the plunger and the valve housing will not go down, and any accident will not be the fault of the driver. That's happening to a lot, and even the experienced drivers. That's that's the scary part. It can happen at any time. And uh, we did this on the other show and in the blog post, but just to kind of reiterate, so uh, you can maybe recognize the signs. Uh, if the plunger sticks in the center, the air pressure supplied to the brake chamber will result in an amount that will only lead to brake drag, and this drag is what can lead to the brakes heating and resulting in a fire. And again, with the plunger stuck in the middle, the driver would have no way of knowing that anything's wrong since this would not cause a brake warning light to come on. So there's another problem. And finally, if the treadle valve becomes stuck in the down position, the brakes will most likely lock up and be able to, unable to release, and uh, you can go into a skid. Again, no fault by the driver. So those are kind of three signs you can you can kind of look for and remember if there is an accident, you know, did, did those three things happen before the accident, and which might lead you to, to go to the investigators say, you know, hey, you want to check this treadle valve out. So, um, all right, we'll go to, been hanging on here a while, Texas and Illinois. Uh, we'll go to um, next one up, Texas, area code 210. Welcome to the show. Good evening, it's Jeff. How you doing? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I just how wanted to uh, thank Alan. I'm doing all right. Yourself? Good. How was your cruise? Oh, it was wonderful. We had an awesome time <laughs> out there. We, uh, Of course, uh, this time last week we were on out there in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on a cruise ship, just uh, coming back from uh, St. Thomas and just uh, relaxing the night away together. So it was a wonderful time. It's just nothing like getting away from uh, work and just uh, enjoying yourself and just escaping reality for a bit. But uh Anyway, I wanted to get right to the point. Uh, I want to thank Alan for coming on and uh, talking about his uh, experience with the treadle valve. And one thing I want to encourage him to do if he's listening is to uh, get in contact with uh, one of my colleagues at Landline Magazine. His name is Paul Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N. And he has okay. a lot of uh, contacts with uh, Bendix. He might be able to probably uh, approach this with a, uh, with a better angle and probably make them more aware of what's going on that way. uh They'll be more proactive in trying to help help this problem. Uh, okay. Well, let me let on. me let me uh, see if he's still here. Let me bring Alan back on. Alan, you still there? Yes, I am. Okay. Did you hear what you hear the information Jeff just shared? Yes, Paul Alberson. Yeah, no, his name is Abelson. A B E L S O N. If you uh, if you're an OYBA member and read Landline Magazine, which I also write for myself. Uh, yeah. He's actually one of my colleagues that writes a maintenance column, and uh, he has a lot of contacts with Bendix, so you might want to make, bring this to his attention and just uh, have all your facts in order and stuff. And he might be able to probably uh, help increase some awareness on this, too. I mean, he's uh, very good at what he does. He knows the right people to contact. Hey, can you can you go on Alan's Facebook page and just message him that contact info? Uh, I can do that after I get off the phone right now. My phone will let me access Facebook. Right. No, I know. Just Yeah, that would be great if uh, we could start getting this out there. That's a, a good contact to have, and and uh, I think that could go somewhere. Yeah, let me bring up uh, – I don't know if this – I don't know if this is still Shelly or not uh, – it's another. I've got. I've got so many listeners on the line here. I'm scrolling down. Uh, let, uh, Jeff, you're, Jeff and Alan, y'all are still hanging with me. But let me see if this is still Shelley here, because she kind of another Illinois popped up. Um, 
Illinois area code 618. Is this, is this you, Shelly, or is this somebody else? No, it's me. I, I fell off. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to chime in. I tell you, I'm just going to leave all of you open here, Alan, Jeff, and and uh, you, Shelly, but uh, I'll just leave your mics open, and y'all just jump in if you want. But, Je- uh, Jeff, go ahead. Okay, you guys haven't talked about the uh, insurance uh, thing yet, have you? No, we're uh, that's going to be our show on December 5th. Oh, that's right. But anyway, uh, just to give people a little food for thought anyway on it for now. Um, sure. We need to, yeah, okay, are you still with me there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to give people some some, uh, food for thought about medical insurance. I mean, uh, I'm I'm aware of the fact, I mean, I used to be an owner-operator myself, and I was paying for my own medical insurance until uh, 2004 when my rates started to go up, where I got to the point where I couldn't invest in my retirement program like I was doing, and uh, that's what prompted me to get out of the owner-operator business. I mean, if I couldn't... uh, invest in retirement and uh, pay my medical insurance and everything that told me that, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, meant to have, continue on like that. So I sold my truck back in uh, June of 05 and put that money back in the bank and everything. It was a paid-for truck. But what I'm getting at is, uh, you know, a lot of us may think we're in uh, perfect health. We don't have anything to worry about. We uh, don't make medical insurance a priority. But something catastrophic can happen to any of us at any time without warning, whether it be a uh, heart attack or uh, we come down with cancer or anything like that. I mean, regardless if there's a law that says you have to have medical insurance or not, it's just the right thing to do to have it. I mean, uh, you really can't go without it anymore. I mean, if you're uh, still young, it's probably going to be pretty easy for you to be able to obtain medical insurance. But if you get close to 30, that's when it becomes a little more uh, uh, troublesome, especially when they start checking uh, your blood and all that, and if you have high triglyceride levels, or if your blood sugar is out of whack or whatever, you know, they're going to really uh, be hard on you for that. So, yeah, it's just uh, something we have to do because, I mean, if uh, if you're an owner-operator out there with no medical insurance and you have a heart attack, you might be in uh, probably close to half a million dollars with a medical debt before it's all said and done. You'll be paying on that for the rest of your life. I mean, uh, it's just something that uh, we all need to think about regardless of what the law says. Well, you know, the um, uh, most people know if you, the um, the number one reason for bankruptcy in the United States is medical bills. So that you know, you bring up a good point. <laughs> That's exactly it. I mean, people need to uh, think about the priorities and stuff. I mean, it's uh, you know, I mean, I'm thankful that I drive for a large company that does provide me with a very good uh, medical insurance plan. I've got short and long term disability and. Uh, cancer and uh, all the kinds of other coverage and everything else, too, for just about anything. So, uh, But, I mean, uh, people just need to make it a priority. I mean, if you're working for, as, as an employee for a company that uh, does not provide you with decent medical insurance, you might want to you know, probably reevaluate your situation. And uh, It's all about positioning yourself to where you're going to have a minimal risk if something does happen. It's just like having auto insurance. If you cause an accident in your own personal car, you want to make sure you're covered. That way they don't come after you to clean out everything else you've got. I mean, uh, because, I mean, I've actually um, had to sue people myself that didn't have insurance in order to get my car fixed. And, yeah, I pretty much cleaned them out when I did that. Yeah. Well, yeah, well we're going to have a great show on the 5th. going to talk about, I mean, you know, a lot of people, we all know the problems and everything. We're going to try to talk about the solutions. I mean, I'm no fan of um national health care but you know it's, it's here it's happening so i told donna well let's put a show together uh you know we all know the problems and 
every you know all the things that people are against. But you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So let's talk about solutions, right, Donna? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. One of, one of the things, and I, I will tell people this that they don't want to be part of a national health care, and you don't have to be. And we want to explain how you can get insurance without being part of it. Uh, so, and I don't think people really understand that. I know, I mean, I didn't until, you know, I thought everybody had um, had to be in this national health plan, and I thought, well, I don't want that. I want to keep my insurance. And then when I was one of the people in Florida who got that letter from Blue Cross that said that I was going to lose my insurance the summer of uh, 2014, and I have, like, the greatest insurance in the world. It's cheap. It's great. has a low deductible. And I was really upset, and that's when I started doing some investigating. And when we hooked up with the Healthy Trucking Association – and I tell you, we were on the phone with them a long time and asked a lot of questions, uh, probably the same questions that everybody else out there is worried about. So it really helped me, and we just want to share all that with everybody to know what your options are. I mean, there's some people who said, well, I, I'm not going to, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm going to take the penalty. Well, that's fine. That's your choice, too. But just to let you know, and we'll have a lot of detail on this on December 5th, for those of you who do not want to be part of um, ACA, you can still get your private insurance, and we'll have a direct phone number and links to talk to people about that um, prior to December 5th and on that night of the show. I think so. what a lot of people are mis- thinking is um – you know, you, Donna, we hear a lot of people call it, you know, government insurance. There's no such thing as government insurance. I think that's what's causing a lot of confusion. Well, that's yeah, that's another good point. The, the government is not insuring anybody. It's still the insurance companies. The only difference is that you could either go through, uh, through the government websites and the state websites, or you can go through the insurance companies privately like you always have. Um, if it doesn't cost an arm and a leg, because I mean, I think still things are going to change. I mean, starting next year, um, you know, I think we're going to start seeing employer-provided insurance dropping off. But you know, that's another story. So still a long road, but we'll have a good solution show on the fifth. Yeah, it's going to be great, and uh, well, I'm excited about it. And we did reschedule only because it's going to make it even better. We we just didn't have all the facts and didn't feel comfortable, and um, with things changing, uh, with the announcement, with uh, the president saying that he's going to get the insurance companies to keep your insurance. So we're waiting for all the dust to settle and then have the show. Yeah, I mean, I, well, one thing that I really blew me away. Other. I mean, I, I don't know how the president can uh, just change the law at a whim, but that's, a, that's another show. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, uh, I'm not in agreement with what Obama did by admitting his program the way he did or anything, but uh, it's just one of those things where people need to uh, focus on getting the facts instead of just believing what a uh, politically biased uh, news network or political strategist is going to tell us about the medical insurance. Because a lot of that is uh, very spun and hyped up in order to uh, fuel anger against a certain uh, politician that may have created the program or whatever. So it's, I think it's up to everybody to... Uh, 
do the run bias research and get to know the facts about this before they just jump to any premature conclusions. And that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, I mean, the show, we put the show together, is largely going to be really for owner-operators. I mean, company drivers, of course, have insurance, so we were really we were really kind of focused. Yeah. I, I didn't say all of them. I said a lot of the company. I mean, it's available. Yeah. But I mean, owner-operators, huh? There's a lot of a lot of company drivers that are on 1099s out there that don't have any kind of benefits like that. I mean, I'm just... Uh, that yeah, that's the new down. thing I mean, now that I heard, put, putting them on well, a 1099. It's, 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 well, it's illegal to do that, but, I mean, a lot of them do it anyway. So, I mean, it's just something that uh, people need to be aware of, that there is uh, different categories of uh, quote-unquote employee drivers out there. But uh, as far as owner-operators go, I mean, it's obvious that a lot of them are uh, basically living uh, settlement check to settlement check, you know, with uh, what they get paid. And, uh, you know, a medical situation would uh, put them in a lot of hot water. I and mean, that's why they need to probably make it a higher priority to get uh, medical insurance if they don't already have it. So uh, that way they put themselves and their families in a more secure situation. Right. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them never could get insurance before because of uh, past illnesses. So, you know, this this is one good thing. Even if they don't want to go through the government website, if they want to go through a private insurance company, private insurance companies uh, can't deny them any longer. So, um, I mean, we're we're going to cover it all. Trust me, we've got a whole list of things we're going to cover for people. And I, I think the information is really going to help people, you know, understand and, um, you know, remove any confusion in their head. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good show on the 5th. So, But anyway, Jeff, anything else? Uh, that should be it for now. I'm just uh, over here in Palestine, Texas, watching it rain outside. I decided to take a break from the truck and uh, get a room anyway, so that way I can get cleaned up and go grab my next load and take off early tomorrow morning and get the hell out of I here. Told Deb, I told Deb I'd let you know that I sent that information because she posted it out on the in the chat room for Alan. So mm-hmm. I posted that information about Paul Abelson. So it's, he's already okay. got that info. Alan, that's in your in your private message in, on Facebook. Okay, I will check yeah, it out. Able, yeah, actually, he could even call uh, OYDA and uh, they could uh, give him contact information to reach Paul Abelson. I mean, uh, I'm not about to give Paul's phone number out to uh, anybody unless he tells me to do that himself. You know, but uh, Paul has got so many contacts and everybody, and, uh, and you know, with everybody in different uh, areas of the industry and all that, as far as. Uh, Parts made, they're manufactured for trucks and everything else, too. I mean, he's also heavily involved in the uh, design of uh, trucks that are out there, too. A lot of the trucks we, uh, we've been driving for quite a long time now, he's had some involvement in the design process. So yeah, he knows the stuff. Okay. All right. Hey, just to uh, twist it around here a little bit, uh, refresh my memory again. Where would you go on your cruise? We uh, Our first port was in uh, St. Thomas, and then uh, from there went to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Actually, no, our first stop was in Half Moon Cay in the Bahamas. And then from there we went to uh, uh de Mali over in St. Thomas, and then, uh, then we went to San Juan, Puerto Rico, which is actually very enjoyable. Then our final uh, port was in Grand Turk before we went back to Miami. Wow. <laughs> That's quite a trip, huh, Donna? Yeah, yeah sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, seven days. We had... Um, yeah, we had two days of sea, actually, and sea days are actually quite relaxing. I like being out there on sea days myself, but then uh, 
going and checking out the different ports is a lot of fun, too. I mean, we did a uh, private cab tour of uh, San Juan and got to learn a lot about the area. We had a cab driver that thankfully uh, spoke good English and everything. But then, uh, of course, around that time, I was coming down with a cold, and I went into a Walgreens store in San Juan, and uh, I needed medication for it. So I went in there, and uh, the cashier couldn't speak English. So I was thankful that I, I do speak Spanish, and I was able to get what I wanted out of there and get on with my day, you know, go jump back in the cab and go finish the trip, but I mean, if you go look at my Facebook page, my God, I've got, yeah, Donna, if you went on there and looked at any of my photos yet, there's a whole barrage up there. I, I tell you what, Jeff, I haven't had a chance to do anything today. I've been just oh, running go- around like a Looney Tune. Yeah, I'm going to get on there. I want to see those photos. I like I like, <laughs> I like photos like that. Oh, trust me. i got some really good ones, too, especially the new camera I bought back in September. You know I mean? I've got one of those... Uh, Special grade cannons now. It looks like a big old freaking handheld grenade launcher that you can probably <laughs> come, you know, pop a grenade off onto the next county or something. It's uh, it's got a you know. Oh, you got, got a good one. Clarity and everything. Oh yeah, I got pretty serious with it. I don't know all the specs on it off the top of my head or anything. I mean, it's one of those things where when I bought it, I probably have more money than brains at the time, but I'm learning how to use it now, and it takes excellent photos, by the way. And uh, Debbie got a few I, good ones I have a, too, and I've got those in there. I have an old uh, Canon AE-1 that I bought in uh, 1980, and that thing, and I have some telephoto lens. I've got like a 800, 900-millimeter telephoto lens and stuff. I haven't used it in yeah. a long time, but I pulled it out not too long ago, and that, that thing's still working, so I, I might want to check. It might be worth some money now. Well, I was going to say it probably is, too, because there's still a lot of photographers out there that would rather use uh, regular film cameras instead of digital cameras. So, I mean, believe me, there, you know, there might be a seasoned photographer out there that would probably uh, jump all over that if it's in good shape. And as long as you can still get 35-millimeter film for it, uh, bam, they'll probably jump on that big time. I mean, uh, Oh, yeah, it works yeah, perfectly. Well, they're uh, yeah, they're improving a lot with the digital cameras. I mean, I've got a 75 to 300-millimeter lens and uh as well as the uh, smaller one. I can't remember the numbers on it or anything, but the uh, clarity is just awesome. You'll see it in some of those photos that I posted on my page. I mean, it's just mind-blowing how clear they came out and how nice it looks. A lot of them came out looking like postcard photos and everything, too. And then, uh, of course, there's a couple of videos of Debbie and I playing around having fun, too. So, I mean, it's just the two of us being uh, the male and female version of Beavis and Butthead that we pride ourselves on being whenever we're together just enjoying (laughs) ourselves. Yeah, it sounds great. I'll, yeah, I'll get on there and look. I like those photos. I've been I've been wanting to pull out that Canon for quite a while and get back into taking 35 millimeters because uh, I mean I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I'll I'll get on your Facebook page and check it out. Yeah, it sounds good. Well, shoot me a picture of that old Canon. I wouldn't mind checking that out. I think that looks pretty cool actually. <laughs> well, you know, I saw something on the internet a while back where. Um, some guy had a camera camera similar to mine, and he ended up selling it for like several thousand dollars. And I, I got to thinking, well, heck, I, I've got a 1980 Canon AE1 in there. The thing might be worth something. I'm gonna have to check it out. I don't know if I'd sell it or not. Well, but. well, well check out check out your rack. You may have a working turntable up there yet too that you can probably put on uh, eBay and get a lot of money for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, glad you're back uh, from your vacation and had a good time. Appreciate you calling in. Not a problem. You guys have a great evening. Be safe out there. Thank you. All right, thanks. Hey, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, see where see where the road leads us. Uh, well, this thing's doing some strange things. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. Mm-hmm. 
You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas, but they never work for trucking companies. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. And when you call truckerlawyers, TruckerLawyers.com. Be sure to mention that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Uh, you know, I... I sat here thinking, Donovan, we've gone from Puerto Rico to uh, Catskills to running from the law. Trail- I mean, it's like... Uh, I love these open forums because they go all over the place. Yeah, and I try to give everybody some time. I just kind of watch the time, and other callers and listeners are always popping in and hands going up, hands going down. So it kind of keeps me kind of busy over here. But it's, but it's been a good show. I just can't get over Alan Nightrunner's... Uh, I mean, that is like a movie, huh? It is. I, I tell you, they could make a movie out of it. Or, uh, I mean, I, I was just picturing it in my head a few minutes ago. It would be great. So I hope this really does, you know, something happens, something comes out of it uh, where, you know, it just doesn't get brushed under the rug like so many things do. What's odd about that is that they, I mean, they, they know it's, it's still going on since the 70s, like Alan said. But, I mean, I don't know why they drag. I mean, how many people are going to have to get killed? I mean, why do they keep dragging their feet? I, I don't understand it either. They don't want to admit it. That's what it is. I, I guess. I mean, I, if it was me, I, I would just fix it and be, be done with it. But, I it's, mean. It's, a odd, it's a very odd situation, you know, very odd and a dangerous situation. But, anyway, Donna, where do you want to go? What do you got over there? Well, I see you shuffling papers. Oh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to... Um, bring up you know we had that show i don't know two three weeks ago and we had uh rich wilson was on it and we were talking about the ride for the constitution and um people drivers making a point and that night um we all agreed that we really can all make a point 
with all the uh, issues that so many people are facing nowadays um, in the trucking industry, there are meetings that you can show up to in Washington, and uh, they're the MIXAC meetings. And there, there's public comments where you can actually go there and talk intelligently, factually, uh, with your grievance about what it is with examples of what you feel you would like to see changed and why it's wrong and whatever it is you need to talk about. Now, the problem with that is that, A, it's difficult to get into that area of the country. It's out in Washington or Virginia. And, uh, B, the parking is limited. So what we have going on is uh, that evening, Richard said, you know, just send me what you want to say, and I'll say it. So tonight, <clears throat> we just want to uh, tell everybody that there is a Mixac meeting, December ninth, and you can go. You can just Google FMCSA space Mixac, which is M C S A C meetings, and you'll come to the web page, or you can just go to askthetrucker.com and click on the FMCSA banner which will take you right there. Now, one thing, Alan, um, I found, or, well, you found it first, what it, that is very uh, unusual is they usually have the next meeting scheduled, which means that December 9th would have been scheduled on there. And it's not. And I'm not really sure why. I don't think they're going to cancel it. Um, I hear Richard's you know, planning on being there and taking people's comments which I'm going to I'm going to put his uh his email address out in the chat room and I'll I'll say it on on the show also but it's not up there yet and I'm almost wondering if they know that a lot of drivers are are planning on uh making it there this time and maybe they're preparing for it I mean I I just can't understand why it would be Now why be a, why do you think a lot of drivers are pl- going to be there well when we had that last show and Uh we've been sharing it and everything um one of the things that was said when the ride to the constitution and of course you know if anybody listened to that show we had we were saying that a, a lot of the things that people were riding for they didn't realize that you know it was a little you know extremist and it really didn't amount to anything however if you really do want to make a difference and let your voice be heard, go to these meetings because um, I believe they are live online streamed. Uh, maybe not, but people will hear you because you're there live and all those comments are recorded. So uh, I think people are beginning to be motivated. I think that ride for the Constitution, even though it didn't amount to what people wanted it to amount to, made them realize that they do have other options. And um, I I really am, I was shocked myself when I went over there and couldn't find the December 9th meeting because usually they have the whole agenda and they have everything all lined up, who's speaking, what's it about, and there's nothing there. So either they're going to cancel it, which I hope not, um, or they're going to put an agenda up, but I just found it odd that it wasn't up there, and it's it's only what two three weeks away. So well, maybe they're running behind the the uh, upcoming 
holiday and everything. Who knows? You just have to keep watching it. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say, though, that um, Richard Wilson has offered to take your comments. If you do have a comment, uh, something, you know, pretty intelligent that you want to talk about that you don't agree with, you're upset about, you have an idea how to fix it, whatever, you can um, go to his website is probably the best way because he has a contact us paper, a page. And uh, it's www.tcrgconsulting.com. Again, that's tcrgconsulting.com. And his email is regguy at comcast.net. So anyway. And what uh, he does, he, he reads your comments in front of the panel. Right. Given uh, given that person the credit, the name, who it came from, and and everything. So uh, another way that if you can't make it to the MSAC meeting, that's the way your voice can be heard through Richard Wilson. Right. So um, you know, I would just go over. He's on Facebook too. You just type in Richard Wilson in Facebook, and you'll probably find him. Everybody who's out there on social media. <clears throat> okay. Um, next, let's see. What else were we going to talk about tonight? Oh, I want to talk about um, there's going to be a new unveiling of a website. Everybody out there um, who is one of the 18,000-plus fans of the Missing Truck Driver Alert Network, uh, if you've tried to get on the website and it says it's down, well, that's because it's going to have a new face. Uh, It will be unveiled tomorrow morning. And wait till you see it. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's www.missingtruckdriver.com. And uh, we actually have Kari here with us tonight. And I mean physically with us, not just on the line. Sitting right here in my lap. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, if Lee's listening, no, that's not true, Lee. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And... uh, Anyway, but uh, wait to wait to everybody sees this website, and actually, askthetrucker.com has a new face too. Uh, we're probably not going to see that till uh, Monday of next week, but we're pretty excited about uh, these two websites. And uh, I know everybody's been really, you know, wondering what happened to the missing truck driver uh, website. It, it, it's not coming up. Well, it'll be up tomorrow morning. And uh, wait till you see it, and make sure you let Kari know and Lee uh, what a great job um, has been done on that website. And I, I just want to give a shout out to John Burnett, who who has redesign, uh, designed these websites, and he's on Warhorse Media Design. Amazing. He's really amazing. If anybody if anybody wants this guy's number. Um, or contact info, you know. Just should be on send, the website, shouldn't it? Um, yeah, actually, um, you what, know, yes. What's the website is, again? His website or her what? what I think John's. He, well, hold on. I don't want to mess it up, and I usually do. So let me just make sure I got it. Um, bear, bear with me. Because he's an expert in WordPress. He's, a, he's in, an expert in all this in stuff. In SEO and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he's the one doing the sign. Anyway, what is it? It's War Horse Media LLC. Um, let me just make sure that I did that right. 
and I'll put it in the chat room too. Okay, I'm, for I'm his sure. website. Yeah, my yeah. computer. So he's the one that's he's the one that's done the work, uh, the redesigning for Missing Truck Driver and the redesigning for AskTheTrucker.com, which will be coming up. So. Oh, you got it there. Yeah, it's warhorsemediadesign.com. That's what it is. So I think I think he's going to have a little thing on on missingtruckdriver.com's website. And if anybody who's you know just looking for uh, some some help with their website to not design at affordable prices, then uh, he's the guy to go to. Speak up. Okay. Raining down on me. Okay, sorry. Uh, Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, does amazing work if you're wanting uh, some rework done on your website or any. Uh, consulting and solutions to it. Uh, that's the one to go. What is it again? Warhorse what? Warhorse Media Design. Warhorsemediadesign.com. So okay. And so okay, we've got that one. Hold on, I just want to put this link before I start in in the chat room. Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, what about today, Alan? That uh, we were listening. It was hard because we were busy and, and we were um, trying to listen to that live, the impact of FMCSA's hours of service regulation on small business. Um, I don't know how many of you out there, you know, listen to it, but I think if you go on the Ustream, because we got to listen to some of it that's recorded also, uh, it was with um, Ann Farrell, and basically what it was, it was... Um, Chairman Richard Hanna speaking about the effect of HOS on on small business. And as you remember, uh, late in October of this year, uh, Congressman Hanna, um, he is a Republican out of New York, along with Tom Rice, who's a Republican of South Carolina, and Mike McCaud, a Democrat out of Maine. They introduced H.R. 3413, the True Safety Bill, and this was a bipartisan legislation, uh, which put the brakes on the restart provision of the new hours of service uh, laws, uh, rules in the FMCSA. Yeah, they jumped in there because uh, that, you know, that independent review that was supposed to be conducted never yeah. got conducted. So. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it, it made quite a big deal when it happened a couple of weeks ago. It was all over Facebook. Well, anyway, they had this this hearing today, and I I hope I hope you all get to to listen to the recording. Um, let me let me see what was some of the um, things he said. According to the subcommittee's chairman uh, Richard Hanna, the hearing examined the economic and operational impact of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration's new hours of service regulation on small business, particularly those in the commercial freight and transportation logistics industry. He pointed out in a statement that even though the highway accidents involving commercial motor vehicles declined by more than 29% under the agency's previous hours of service regulation, uh, FMCSA went ahead with new regulations that are causing negative economic and operational impacts on the trucking industry and which also may be undermining the safety by encouraging more drivers during peak hours. Now, um, I heard today, you know, uh, that point brought up about already having reduced, um, you know, fatalities, accidents. And the answer, if I'm not 
mistaken from um, Ann Farrow was that, well, there's just too many accidents on the road. And, you know, even if there's just, you know, a few, we're, we're out here to make it accident-free. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, uh, obviously, what was said. But nowhere in that discussion did it say about fault because, no matter what you do with regulations, rules, laws, mandates, you cannot control the other drivers. And if they're at fault, I mean, I I, I found that statement to be, um, I found it to be really laughable because, and I, I, I don't mean any to poke any fun at that, but anytime you can put total blame on one sector, you know, it's just being unreasonable. So anyway, um, I recommend everybody to just, if you can, listen to the recording on that. Let me see if I can get that link up in the chat room. Um, and we'll put it on. Put, I, I think it's already on Alan Smith or S. the Trucker. Um, but uh, we need to, to look at that. I'm, I want to listen to it again, actually, because, you know, I was busy. I was working, and, you know, you miss things. Um, the other thing I want to mention tonight, and this is this is huge. Everybody remembers the um, truck parking survey that we had going for about three months up on um, Facebook. It was a survey that we had on our SurveyMonkey and website that uh, Jason's Law, which is Hope Rivenberg, the widow of the late truck driver Jason Rivenberg. Uh, Real Women and Truckers, uh, Desiree Wood helped uh, uh, Hope with putting together all this data and information, and we all were part of putting this survey together. Uh, Let me me give some credit here, a little bit of background about this truck parking survey that that went on. Uh, 3,996 drivers responded to this survey. Uh, The survey and the accompany focus group ran for a period of three months to chronicle real-world experience in finding safe truck parking for federally mandated hours of service rest periods. This presentation is an executive summary of the results and is openly shared with drivers, fleet operators, transportation officials, and other stakeholders interested in promoting this vital industry as a whole and workplace safety in particular. This project was a volunteer effort, and we really need to emphasize that because people get paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for putting these things together because it's a lot, a lot of work. But this was a volunteer effort that was sponsored by, um, and I'm reading it right from the slideshow from uh, from Hope Rivenberg's uh, slide share page, Alan and Donna Smith of the Ask the Trucker uh, website, project manager Desiree Wood representing the Real uh, Women in Trucking, Inc. group, Andrew J. Warkaba and Associates, uh, Hope Rivenberg, champion of the Jason's Law Safe Truck Parking Bill, which is now uh, in the Moving Ahead for Progress in the 21st Century Transportation Bill, and Jason's Law, by the way, is in the transportation bill. The survey is part of what DOT was um, 
was uh, recommended or mandated to perform, which they're in the process of doing their own survey, uh, for discovering more safe uh, truck parking. Richard Wilson was a part of it, also a transportation compliance consultant at TCRG Consulting. And we want to thank all the truck drivers who played such an incredible part. Uh, When you go to the presentation, you're going to see quotes of actual answers they had on their survey. Um, it's It's an unbelievable survey, 77 pages of information, and this will be given to DOT, to Congress, and hopefully it's going to help uh, eliminate the problem of the shortage of truck parking. So we'll see. A lot of work went into this. Congratulations to everybody for all their hard work, and we're we're all thrilled to death. Uh, this just came out today, so we we were pretty excited. Uh, I have to tell you, Alan, I were pretty excited when we saw it, and I hope you all look at it and and see what's going to come of it. Now, where can they go to look at it? Um, well. It's on our page. It's on the slideshow. Right now we're sharing it all over social media. So we've got it on um, our Facebook page. You can go to Jason's Lost Facebook page. Um, It's going to be on LinkedIn. We're going to have it as part of our banner on our new uh, Ask the Trucker website so you can see the presentation right from Ask the Trucker. Uh, You can take that embed code right from there. You can post it on your own website. So right now I have to tell you um, the only place, I mean, I can put the link up for you uh, here in the chat room, but for those who are listening, if you want to go to uh, our Facebook page, Twitter, uh, or um, Real Women in Trucking page, uh, who else is going to have it up? It's available through social media. There's no actual website. What well, about, there is. What about there sli- is what about, on the slideshow, That's Alan. what I'm trying to say, SlideShare. Yeah, I'm trying to get the link up right now is what I'm trying to do. Here it is. There it is. It's, um, you have to go to slideshare.net forward slash Jason's Law forward slash 213. Uh, actually, just go to slideshare.net forward slash Jason's Law, and you'll get it. Okay, that's what I was getting at. Yes. Real simple. Okay. Yeah, and then they can see it. They can see the slideshow right there. They can see the presentation. Yeah, I'm going to put this. So that's link a short in. URL. Yeah, that's not too bad. Because uh, not not all our listeners are on Facebook or Twitter, so I'm trying to trying to get the URL out there. Yeah, slideshare.net forward slash Jason's Law. That'll do it. Okay. And uh, wow, almost 4,000 drivers, 77 pages. That was quite a chore. It, it was. You can you can see because first of all you have to understand the the survey itself had a lot of questions. So to take that information and analyze it, and then make sense out of it with all the graphs, all the charts. I mean it. It's a lot of work, and uh, but it's going to be worth it because it's going to go into the right hands, and. We're positive that something will be will come of this. It's going directly to the FMCSA and the DOT, correct? Uh, from what I understand, and we're we're probably going to get now the next stage. Um, I'd like to get Hope and Congressman Tonko, who is um, who is I'm sure he's very excited. Hope has a meeting with him next week. I think it's next week. Could be this week, but she's been on the phone with him about the the presentation slideshow presentation. 
And, uh, the, you know, this is the first step towards now really taking this and doing something with it. So I'd like to have uh, Congressman Tonko and Pope, and I'd like to have Desiree, Trucker Desiree, on the show from Real Women in Trucking also, because she played a huge part in putting this information together. Uh, and, you know, we're just happy to have everybody on and to talk about it and see the next steps of where this is going to go. All right. Sounds good to me. What else? Well, um, you know, I saw on Facebook, and I, I think you saw this too, they're giving away, um, I don't know how many truck stops are doing this, but we saw this one. Boise Stage Stops, Thanksgiving Day, free dinner. I think it was on the Facebook page for Independent Truck Stops, and it's off of I-84, exit 71 in Boise, Idaho. So to all you drivers who are going to be out there, they're giving a free Thanksgiving dinner. Don't a lot of the truck stops do that? or I've never, ever in 36 years of driving had a free Thanksgiving dinner. They had Thanksgiving dinner, but you paid for it. But I've never, ever in my life heard of a free Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, wow. Okay. See, now I thought this was something that everybody did. <laughs> oh, <No>, I wish. <laughs> never, never. That's the first one I've ever heard of. Well, try to get a load over to Boise, Idaho, and get your Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, it's the Boise Stage Stop. And uh, it's for they call it the Driver Appreciation Day. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I thought that was really cool that um, they're doing that. But like I said, I was under the impression that a lot of them did that, but I guess not. First one I've ever seen. Okay. So we've got a long way to go to Boise. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm just going to put a turkey in the oven. Used to live there. (laughs) Nice place. Yeah, too cold. Lived right underneath where my view was the uh, ski lift there. I can't remember the name of the ski lift, but... You could look up there and see everybody skiing. Wow. All right, what's next? Well. Winding down? I think we're winding down. I think we, I mean, if anybody uh, anybody listening has an announcement, feel free to call in and uh, let us know. If you have something you'd like to announce, the number is 347-826-9170 or post it in the chat room. But other than that, I think uh, you and I have pretty much covered it. All right. Well, they're all just hanging on listening. So, all right. Well, I don't have anything else, but we had a good show. Uh, a lot show. of A lot of good information. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, so that sounds good. Oh, I do have one more. I missed it. You ready? I bet I know. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? UPS? Yes. <laughs> there, well, UPS was ordered to pay in excess of $247,000 in ja- damages uh, to a truck driver. And let's see, what is that truck driver's name? Um, I think his last name was... Daniel Vic- Solomon. Okay, uh, well, no, oh, that, no was that was the a judge. judge. Yeah, ordered to pay Tim Bishop. Tim Bishop, mm-hmm. Okay, so Judge Solomon, you know, ordered him reinstate and pay in excess of $247,000 in damages to truck driver Tim Bishop. Uh, Judge Solomon found that the UPS fired Mr. Bishop because he accurately recorded waiting time as on-duty time uh, on his electronic DOT log. And I say electronic. 
uh, because that's another big issue. UPS claimed that this time should have been recorded as mealtime on Bishop's electronic log. Anyway, Judge Solomon found that UPS fired Bishop in violation of the Surface Transportation Assistance Act, uh, which protects drivers from retaliation for accurately recording on-time duty as well as protecting them from retaliation for filing complaints alleging violations of DOT safety regulations. Now, um, the Mr. Bishop was represented by our good friend Paul Taylor of the Truckers Justice Center, and uh, Paul was a speaker two years in a row at the... Um, truck driver social media convention and he as everybody who was there knows that he really uh spoke well with about the surface transportation assistance act and it wasn't too long ago that he we just were talking about on our show he won a i believe a ninety thousand dollar case uh for he's, he's uh, been winning them all over the place uh, yeah so it all boils down to truckers have rights which we've been talking about for eight years now, and many of them are realizing it and going for it, and uh, they're seeing the uh, uh, the results from it. Well, and here's the thing: I mean, if you're told to run a piece of equipment that you know you know has something wrong with it, and you don't want to take the chance, it's unsafe. Um, you don't have to do it, and if there is retaliation then you do have a leg to stand on, and it's with this Surface Transportation Assistance Act. And especially now that CSA is being enforced so heavily, you could lose your job. Um, you, I mean, it's, it, you have the right to say no when something isn't, isn't right, whether it be with your logs, to violate anything, you have that right. So um, we we just want to you know share strongly share that y- you need to just understand that you don't you aren't forced uh, to do anything you just say no you can go to the truckersjusticecenter.com if you want to talk to Mr Taylor if you've had an experience if you've been fired or if you you're afraid or you know you're in a position right now where you're being forced to do things that you know are unsafe. Um, you know, we just recommend you go over there and talk to him about what's going on. But um, we're really happy for him and for this driver that they won this huge case. All righty, another one down. What's next? Is that it? I, I think so, unless I pull some more papers out here. Let me just see. Uh, I think we covered them. Uh, parking survey. Yep, I think we've got them all, Alan. I think you got it too. So, <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Uh, appreciate uh, everybody joining us this evening. Uh, next Thursday, Thanksgiving, so we'll be taking the day off. Our next show is Thursday, December fifth, two thousand thirteen, at seven p.m. Eastern Time. When uh, Mark Ballard and Tom Smith with the Trucker Marketplace will join us as we discuss the impact of Obamacare on the trucking industry and share some insight, information, and solutions for the uh, professional truck driver as it relates to the Affordable Care Act. So be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash askthetrucker. Follow us on Twitter under at askthetrucker, and join us in our blog over at askthetrucker.com. So until next time, on behalf of Donna Smith, truthabouttrucking.com, askthetrucker.com, blog talk radio, and... 
Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening.